This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. So there's a reason why I started Blood Origins. And that reason is simple. Is that I wanted to convey the truth about hunting. It brings awareness to, to non-hunters that it's, it's more than just killing animals. How do I start it? Brittany. My name. My name. Is, Does my hair look okay? It's fantastic. My name is Mike Axelrod. Start again. Yeah, I hated it too. Braxton, <laughs> you said something in the car to me. You said that you were living on borrowed time. Hmm. There's a perception around who hunters are, what we're supposed to be, and a... A feminist that works for a non-profit that is a hunter that has only eaten wild game for the last 20 years is likely not the thing that people think about when it comes to a hunter. <laughs> let's, let's hope that that's, this is uh, Cody's first brown liquid of the evening. Otherwise, this conversation is going downhill fast. Uh. It is my first. I'm I'm in a uh, mature state of mind so far. It how, depends on how long we go, but right now I'm all right. Cable, okay, you're first tonight. I've had uh, maybe one beer before. Yep. <laughs> my first, my first brown drink. I went to the gym and played a little basketball. You know, I got my cardio in for the day. I'm not going to apologize for it. You are um, you you aren't too old to play pickup games of basketball. I'm playing with high school kids. It keeps me young. Man, I just, I can see an ankle break, a hamstring tear, oh, groin yeah. pull. Oof, no. no I forget uh, that. almost missed my second safari because I thought I tore my knee up doing that stupid stuff. But it was luckily just a little scare. And you would have thought you would have learned your lesson. But I clearly, think. no. Yes, indeed. Well, Cable Smith, welcome to the Blood Origins Roundup, my man. Uh, it's been a long time coming, and we appreciate um, 
you coming on. Uh, Cody definitely needs some help uh, on the roundup, so we're glad you're here. Well, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you guys for having me. Nice to meet you, Cody. Yeah, you too. And and uh, don't listen to him, really. I don't. I don't need any help. I can hold my own here. He's the one that that uh, every time we get into a debate, try to correct me, Robbie. Every time we get into a debate, Robbie's the <laughs> try out. to correct me. <laughs> Robbie's the out one. He's the one that he's the one that it's too. It, when we have a guest on, it's always me and the guest versus Robbie. So. Hey, it may oh, be well. the same today. It may be the well, same today. We'll try not to be know. too rough on him. Exactly, exactly. You know, I've uh, my um, my star signs are Cancer, Cody, and uh, Cancers are rough on the outside but soft on the inside. So you just got to, you know, be sensitive with me. Cable, do you know your star sign and what it means about you personally? Are we talking about like, I mean, I know I'm a Leo, but that's that's where it ends right there. As does every other person with testicles <laughs> on the planet. Right. I mean, uh, we used to, uh, I mean, I, I took astronomy in, in high school. It was, and we had to do these quarterly, like we call it, it was called stargazing. And you had to go out with a telescope and look at the, the constellations and the planets. And I really enjoyed it, but... We always just got really high, and we call it star blazing. So, yeah. Right. Right. I think my teacher was high, too, though, to be honest. I mean, I, I think she knew that we smelled like weed, and I'm pretty sure she smelled like weed, too. So, But I don't do that anymore. Well, I don't do that anymore. That was a long right, time ago. Right, right. Either way, that's fine. It's just I just wanted to make sure that you hadn't studied what uh, being a Leo meant for your uh, – feminine and masculine side of life as much oh as Dr. Gosh. Kroger has. No, I'm good on that. <clears throat> what a way to start. Jeepers <laughs> creep. What a way to start. Well, uh, Cable, for those people who don't know who you are, do you want to just give a quick rundown of, of who you are and what you do? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, I've been hosting a uh, hunting and fishing uh, conservation uh, it started out as a radio show, but that was, that was before podcasts existed. Uh, and then by kind of like, by default, it's turned into a podcast because, you know, people started like listening to conversations, um, which is great. And here we are. Uh, but yeah, I've been doing that about 14 years full time. I got a degree in radio, TV, film and wanted to be a, uh, I didn't really want to do like sports play by play. I don't want to just talk about sports for a living. Turns out everybody wants to do that, and it's very competitive. And my first job in radio, my boss was like, "Hey, you got to host. A, you have to host a weekly hunting and fishing talk show." And I just fell in love with that, and uh, I kind of took that and ran with it, and just never looked back. And uh, got laid off when the in the recession of oh, it was Obama's first term. I think it was like 2008, 2009. And um, and I mean, I was making peanuts. Like they don't pay you jack crap. And I was in Texarkana, Texas. Hold on. Mm. Like, I was like, well, I'll do whatever I can to get on the air, right? I want to, this is my dream. And thankfully, God was like, here's this outdoor show. I'm going to put it in your lap. And that lasted about 10 months. And then I got laid off. Um, recession hit. And he was like, I can't afford to pay you. And so I uh, moved back to North Texas and kind of looked at my wife like, what am I going to do now? And so oh, I really like that outdoor show. So I'm going to just see if I can make a living talking about what I'm really passionate passionate about at this point is hunting, fishing, conservation. Um, and the people in the industry were really what drew me to it. 
because everyone's so approachable and, you know, I don't think it's like professional athletes. Some There's tons of great professional athletes, but there's a lot of dickheads too. And I didn't really find as many dickheads in the outdoor industry. It was like, do you want to talk about hunting and fishing? Cool. Well, yeah, here, call me at this time and we'll do an interview. And uh, that's, that's kind of the, the genesis of, of how this all got started for me. Cable, do you think based on, you know, the way that you started, you think maybe this is a general question. I'd love to hear Cody's thoughts to this as well. What are your thoughts to the ego component of hunting and hunters? Because obviously, you know, being invited to be on a podcast, I'll speak for myself four years ago when you're like, hey, come on my podcast. I was like, holy shit. You know, that, you know, from a, a little bit of an ego boost perspective, you're like, oh, yeah, somebody wants to talk about me. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts there? You asked me at the wrong time because I just got banned off Instagram. And uh, I have, it's, it'll be three weeks on Saturday. I was sitting in the duck blind last weekend of the season. And Saturday morning, I go to just take a picture of the sunset. I mean, sunrise and uh, just going to post it on there and say, hey, good morning, everybody. Hope you are enjoying the last weekend of duck season. And my page is just gone. And, and nothing I ever did violated their, their actual community guidelines. I've saved every violation I've ever had as a screenshot. And it's stuff like, here's a picture of a deer. And it's at a feeder. And I said, hey, I, I think I'm going to shoot this deer. Or I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I might let my son shoot it. I just don't know if it's 13 inches wide or not. Deleted. Violation for promoting crime and coordinating harm. Strike on your account. And I have about five or six of those where I don't know if it was the language that I used. But there were other things, like in my stories. like it, So it wasn't a bot. It was either people reporting me or mm -hmm. someone at Facebook had it out for me. And like, screw this guy. I noticed that my my impressions, my engagement around the 2020 election started going into the shitter. Like 145,000 followers. I had that for the last two years. Like, never grew. Before that, I was growing exponentially. And it just stopped. And then I started getting these violations. And then my account was just gone. So back to your question, ego, man, I have not put out a call to action yet. I have not asked for favors because I'm still trying to get that account back. But I'm not getting the vibe that the outdoor industry in this community gives a shit. And so that has really it's been eye-opening. Mm. Because if it was me, if you, Robbie, or you, Cody, mm -hmm. got deleted off social media, and I know what you stand for and I know who you are, and I know that you didn't go on these platforms and say something racist or something stupid that you deserve to get kicked off for. Mm -hmm. Then I would say, how do we support this person mm -hmm. in whatever capacity it is to get them back on their feet? Well, I mean, I I haven't experienced that yet. Mm -hmm. Like I said, I haven't put I haven't asked for the favors. It might come to that, mm -hmm. but I'm get, not getting the vibe that people are like, oh yeah, I'm getting the vibe that hey, it sucks for cable, but at least I still have my page. And I don't mm -hmm. want to uh, jeopardize what I have by supporting him. Okay, mm -hmm. that's great. Well, guess what? This shit only flows down the creek one direction. And it's going to mm -hmm. end up in all of our laps as hunters and as conservationists. And gun owners, too. I'll throw them into the equation. It's only going one way. And if you don't think that, yeah, it might be the, the first domino to fall, it's going to affect all of us. Mm -hmm. And so what's been eye-opening is do we don't have a plan. We really just don't have a plan. It's every man for himself. And that's, mm -hmm. that's been eye-opening. And I hope that I'm wrong, but that's the vibe I'm getting. So about ego, I think uh, what I'm seeing right now is that everyone's ego is a little inflated. 
And I'm mm-hmm. hoping that we can all say, what is our plan going forward? Because what what is, you you know the answer to this question. I, what percentage of the U.S. population hunts? Is it like 6 8%? What is it? 4.4, uh, 4, something like that. Okay. That's a lot of people if they're, if they're just going to kick off Instagram. If, if 4% of the people said, no, F you, we're going to go support this guy's new page or whatever it is that we have to do, maybe there should be a page that just says, these people got censored this week. Everyone go follow. I don't know what the answer is. I'm kind of at ground zero. Like, what is what is our plan here? We don't. Mm-hmm. Have them, so. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the what the answer is, but I'm you know I'm reaching out to sponsors. Hey, the problem that I'm experiencing is like I can't even get Instagram to respond. I've appealed it every day, never heard a word back from them, and the people or that Facebook I out too. To, well, oh my, it's the same. It's the same thing. You're you're talking to the same people. Facebook. But your page has gone on Facebook too. No, no, I still have I still have a Facebook page, but every time I go to it, I get this warning that says you're at jeopardy of losing your page. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing I see, and I'm like, why? Well, how do I appeal these things? Well, you can appeal them, but then just like the picture of the deer at the uh, at the feeder, I appealed that, and guess what? Boom, our decision's final. It's a deer at a feeder, dude. There wasn't any. Anything illegal? I wasn't promoting crime or harm. And half the shit that I posted was were things that ended up on other people's pages, and they didn't get their shit deleted. They didn't mm-hmm. get their post mm-hmm. censored. So, I don't know, dude. Mm-hmm. I, I think the answer to the social media thing um, is gonna have to like it's gonna have to be another platform, right? Like, I mean, I I don't. I love Go Wild. Um, you know, they definitely don't have the engagement. Um, it, it's hard. Go Wild is not a replacement because of the activity, right? Because or because uh-huh. of the traffic. There's just there's just not as many people over there. There's there's a new video service called Rumble that's kind of a right leaning. I think I don't know for sure, but you know, trying to be a more open YouTube. I think that's the only answer to it, right? Like a long-term answer. I'm not disagreeing with you that we should stick together and try to help those that that we're in line with. Um, But but I do think the only answer to hunting, shooting, um, really anything, anything that's outside of the middle, and honestly, to either side, not being persecuted by social media is someone having an actual open platform. And we all know, you know, that that's just going to piss a whole bunch of people off. So somebody has the balls. Hopefully somebody has the balls to do it. As far yeah. as the ego, I think, you know, I lean towards and here I sit on a podcast. I'm, I'm putting out the caveat that I realize that I'm on a podcast that is part of a job in the hunting industry, right? Like, so this is a, this is a commercial thing in a, in a way we're, we're a nonprofit. So we have a little bit of a, you know, a shield from commercialism, but not, not really. This is, this is a commercial thing that we're doing in the hunting industry. And those of us who are involved in it, in an industry sense, which, which all, th- all three of us on this podcast are, it has something to do with money, our hunting media that we produce. Um, there's always going to be egos there, right? There's, there's always going to be a quest for attention. Um, there's always going to be, 
someone worried about, you know, me sitting here worried about if somebody's listening to Cable's podcast, they're not listening to ours, right? Those kind of those kind of things are are human nature, and it just depends on, you know, the maturity of and a heart of a person as to how you handle it. I'm I'm with you a hundred percent that we I I know. I know that your situation right now, Cable, you're right in the middle of dealing with a frustrating thing. And I agree with you. It's frustrating as hell. And if I knew a way to help you, um, I would, I would do it. But if I came to you and said, Hey, uh, uh, blood origins, will you just post, uh, just, Hey, this, our, our friend Cable got deleted and it wasn't because he did anything wrong. It's because they're persecuting hunting and conservation and, and really, and truth seeking, right? Then I, you guys would do it, right? I, I don't have any doubt. We're friends. You would probably do it. Where's the rest of the industry on that? Like that's the, that's the problem to me. They're just I, they're, they're just uh, that that was kind of they're they're just they're, they're human beings who look at this as their livelihood. And anytime you anytime in any group of people, not hunters, we can be talking about we can be talking about knife maker. We can be talking about car anything. You take 100 people who are all in the same industry and X percentage of them are not going to be willing to help someone else that's in that industry because they look at it as a competitive thing. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not defending it. I'm not saying it's right. right in any way. I'm just telling you that's what's going on. Or they don't think they have time or, you know, some of them, honestly, just like us probably remember something that you said that they don't like and they're that petty about it that they hold on to that. There's some of that, right? I mean, the, the same right. thing happens to us. I mean, that that's honestly, it's just people. Um, and the hunting industry has is definitely has all types of, of people when you talk about the industry. I will tell you this. I see, um, I, I haven't been in this game for a super long time where I've really paid attention to to legislation like I have. I mean, I think Robbie and I are probably in the top half of 1% of the world paying attention to hunting legislation around the world. I mean, I'm not, mm -hmm. doesn't mean I'm good at anything. I'm just saying I spend a lot of time doing it. Um, and I will say that I think in the last eight to 10 weeks, hunting has been under a really, really coordinated attack legislatively. Um, and while that's horrible, it's a bad thing, I do see more cooperation, more coalitioning, more like groups that 11 weeks ago didn't like each other and were verbal about it, now putting their logo on the same letter next to each other. Um, some of that kind of a little bit of unity in the fight back um, starting to happen. I'm not, mm -hmm. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to rainbow sprinkles and unicorn this thing and say it's all yeah. hunky dory. Um, I will say that I, I'm, I'm seeing that happen. You know, people that wh wh whatever traditional archery hunters and crossbow hunters are going, Oh shit, maybe we should work together here. Um, and, and solve this thing. Hopefully at some point, that leads to a solution to the censorship that that uh, that uh, 
you know, we, we see on social media with an account like yours, I, I've followed your accounts and have never seen anything that I thought was, you know, I've seen some hunting stuff that I'm like, Oh damn, shouldn't have done that. Yeah. Shouldn't, shouldn't, <laughs> shouldn't have said that Zuckerberg's yeah. going to be pissed at you on that one. You know, I, I've seen those. I didn't see it on your account. Um, it yeah. wasn't on your account. And so hopefully that unity brings together. I think the only solution, um, is a new platform, right? Like we're not going to change their minds. We're not going to change no. Instagram's mind on things. They're uh, not going to be like, "Oh, I'm sorry, you guys, uh, go ahead and post all the hunting stuff you want." We were wrong. No, right. it's not that's not happening. That's why happen. the shit's flowing down the creek, and it's coming for all of us. Hmm. So you, I mean, you might be right, new platform. But going back to what I was saying, like if we all just said, well, "Let's be united in this effort." And it's not about me. I'm not crying over still milk, dude. I, I knew that this was going to happen. I had these violations stacking up, and even though they were um, erroneous and flimsy at best, like the writing was on the wall. I joked about it. I probably said to Robbie, like, "Oh yeah, I'm still on Instagram when we met at SCI," but then like two weeks later, <laughs> I'm not on Instagram anymore. And so it's not you were playing a- poker until five in the morning. Right, yeah. Well, you know, and you, Rob, was like, yeah, you look a little rough. Like, oh. He says, do I look rough? I was like, yeah, you look rough. <laughs> you know what? I bet the next day that uh, I got to pay that forward because I, I was visiting with Ike Eastman, and I was like, Ike, you don't look so great. He's like, oh, I was playing crap still four in the morning. <laughs> and I told him what you said to me, and I was like, I guess it's my turn to tell you what uh, my wife and once told me. That's right. To, to back, back to your original question, Robbie, I think that the ego thing is, is there, it's real, it's rampant, it's a problem. Um, but to your but again, point, it's, it, it's, you see things changing. What Social do I think? media facilitates the ego, though, right? No, no, what I'm saying is, yes, it's rampant, but to your point, Cody, like, Egos are slowly starting to fall along the wayside when it comes to issues around hunting. Like you just said, in the last eight to 10 weeks, you've seen some egos drop away. Well, or be paused. Like, I don't know. Fair enough. Fair I, enough. I, I don't know if, like, you know, we get past the midterms elections and all these, all these people that are trying to get votes from, from, people that love fuzzy animals quit putting all this legislature forward and that goes away. I don't know that we won't go right back to it. I think you have this big influx of hunters. You have the hunting, you have the, the corporate hunting industry, the people that are selling something or making a lot of money right now, pretty much all of them. Okay. Um, are making a lot of money right now. There's a lot of sales happening. So there's a lot of people who are trying to get a piece of that whether it's advertisers or it's influencers getting paid for posts or it's guys with TV shows or it's guys with pod us, right? Guys with podcasts and radio shows. And because you have an uptick in the commercial market of outdoor goods, um, you have a lot more people saying, look how cool I am and, and give me some of the money and I'll be cool with your backpack, gun, bow, arrows, quiver, everything. And, and, I, what, this is what I want to say, though. Like, it, it's the same argument that I make with with Matt Ranella. And I, I think I think Matt Ranella is spot on, right up until he says everyone. 
right? Like that's the real problem that I have. I think there is some egotistical jerks who the things they are doing is hurting hunting very bad on social media. I also think there's just some phenomenal people communicating a very heartfelt and entertaining message that's doing nothing but good, right? That the, the, the problem is when you take these negative things, even unity, even unity, like, yes, we're unifying more. Yes, we need to get more united. But holy crap, there's been a whole bunch of us that have been really united across a bunch of boundaries for a long time, right? right. That, that's what I don't like. It's like, I mean, it's a, it's it's like the definition of the word prejudice, right? It's like seeing a person and deciding that does a thing and then deciding everyone in that group does that thing. Um, and it's not everyone. And it's sure as shit, not the millions of hunters out there who are on social media who don't make any money off of it right? Like just the hunters, just the guy that hunts and shows his buddy his trail cam photos. Um, to me, those are still the salt of the earth people. It's a, it's a portion of us who have made it our occupation, who are the, who are the slimy ones in the bunch. It, it, it's not everybody in hunting. I'll, I'll tell you that hap- something that happened uh, to me today about the backlash of this this whole thing of being canceled on Instagram. So I, I had a contract up for renewal from a, from a sponsor, like seven eight year relationship, a long time, and um, they came back with it was just a, it wasn't I wasn't asking for a raise. I just said, hey, this is what we did last year. I'd like to renew it the same deal. Hope you guys were happy. And I told them in the in the emails like also I did get canceled off uh, Instagram. Dude, they came back to me, and this is a perfect example of not supporting what you believe in. They said, well, we would like to give you half of what you got last year with the caveat of we will give you the whole thing if you get your social media page back, your Instagram back. And, and, I, and I slipped on it and I haven't responded to them yet. And, and, and I talked to my buddy who I host a little more of a political podcast with and I was like, well, would this piss you off? Like here I am standing up for what's right and what I believe in. I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. I'm going to call a spade a spade. There are people in the outdoor industry that won't do that because they are afraid of their bottom line. Well, to me, they're just a bunch of pussies. I'm just going to call it. I call it like I see it, and maybe to a fault. And it's cost me money, and it's cost me sponsors. But this is a long-term relationship. And they're like, yeah, sorry, dude, but uh, we need those impressions. And I'm just like, so so this is, that was like really opened my eyes to where we are. So it's just, we don't care that you're doing the right thing and standing up for what we all believe in. But yeah, sorry, sorry about you, man. It's just the, the way that the uh, the cookie crumbles, I guess. Yeah, and that's would a, you be pissed off about that, or would you be looking for a new sponsor? Like, uh, no, I'm right. Like, I'm right. I, well, I, I would, fuck off. I would as as long as as long as as long as I as long as we felt good about it. Yes, I'd be pissed off. Yes, I would be looking for a new sponsor. The only thing I want to say again is that's not a portrait of everyone in the industry. It may be, hell, it may be a majority. I, I, I don't, I don't know. It, it may be a bunch. It, it may be. I want to find out. <laughs> but, but don't you, don't you feel, Cody, because you came from a marketing background, that the industry is indoctrinated to the numbers. Like that's what drives it. That's what a marketing guy is built for. Like so. I, I hate, you know, playing devil's advocate here. 
if fair? the numbers if the numbers are driving everything and the numbers aren't there anymore from a marketing perspective from a job of a marketer he's going to go i'm not going to get the bang for the buck anymore so i'm not going to give the buck oh a bunch of them a bunch of marketing people are but uh, but uh, here's here's the perfect example of my point and we've seen it too, right? I mean, not not that we got canceled and had a long-term relationship, but we've seen people that are like, oh, 50,000 Instagram followers. We put our money with 100,000. You know, we, we, we've seen that, right? Mm-hmm. But the, the counter to that is we sent about 25 emails when we thought about having a podcast. And we had the first six months of ad promos sold at 15% above market rate when we had zero downloads. And those were the people that said, we got your back, right? Like those were the people mm-hmm. that, I mean, the dog and gun coffees out of Australia, right? 100%. Like, holy 100%. crap, their marketing guy must have loved us. Because why the hell else would you sponsor a podcast that has absolutely nothing to do with having any downloads whatsoever right like they those those guys came on and took care of us when we had no numbers so that's my point with it's not my my point was we've been turned down by people because we don't have the numbers they want at the same time, when we decided to launch this podcast, we asked about 25 or 30 people to support it. Um, and we had the first six months of promos sold at 10 to 15% above market rate um, when we had zero downloads. Um, so I'm not disagreeing with anything you're saying, Cable, at all. I, I completely agree that there's a lot of egotistical jackasses out there. There's also some really good people who back back people even when the money and numbers don't make sense. I think there's probably more. I've played this marketing and sales game for 25 years now. And more so in this industry than most, will people back somebody just that they believe in, just yeah. that they like. Um, so it's not a... I, mean, I want to be clear. Cat- I don't want to come across as like bitching and moaning because I'm not like... I- well, I, I didn't you. lose like a lot of sleep over losing, you know, they canceled me. It is what it is. Like I said, I, the writing was on the wall. It wasn't a surprise to me. The surprise is like, really the surprise was we don't really have a plan as a community to stay relevant on the platforms that we have to use today going forward. So I don't know, maybe I'm the mm-hmm. guinea pig. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, there's plenty of like just hardcore gun pages that have been canceled. I don't know a lot of really just hunting content pages without following they're just like gone you know like i just don't like if there are some i'd love to know about because i like to connect with those people and if they haven't done something stupid like like said something really offensive well i'd love to connect with those people and see like what what do we do what is our plan because like you said cody i think you're i think you're 100 right like the plan ultimately is a new platform but right now, in 2022, we're stuck on this because that's where everyone is. And we don't have a united mm-hmm. front to say, ah, when they start canceling us, because they're going to keep doing it, it's not going to end with Cable Smith. They're, you guys could be next. And, and you guys deliver the cleanest message out there. Like, 
But you you easily they could be like, oh, we don't like this post. Flag, uh, you know, you're by you're in violation. Mm-hmm. Next mm-hmm. week you posted mm-hmm. something else. Eh, very flimsy on on the premise of this, but we're gonna say you violated our community standards again, and, and now you're gone. What do we do going forward to support each other? But we I don't. I do think we should throw a quick shout out again to go wild. Um, For sure. Brad and those guys really cool, a really cool platform over there. I love the user interface. Um, And again, the only reason we don't put more effort into it, part of it, we just should put more effort into it. I'm admitting that openly. I should be doing that, but second, but it's, it's traffic, right? I mean, you know, it's kind of like, my my stepsons one time wanted to have a have a uh, they collected rocks and they wanted to have a yard sale of rocks. And we literally we, we literally in and so they set up a table in the front yard with a sign and we live at the end of a two and a half mile road at seven thousand feet. We've gone we've gone we've gone six weeks without a car that we didn't own not coming up our driveway. It's literally happened multiple times. And I'm like, guys, we got to find another place for this rock sale because this is not going to work because literally not a single person is going to come by. And that's not the case with Go Wild. I don't want to relate it to that. There's good traffic over there, good interactions. Um, I I would, if you're listening to this and you're a hunter, go check out Go Wild. It's a cool app um, and a ton of great stories and uh, pictures over there. It's just you know, they, they've got some growing to do before they become a replacement. But I've I, got I, more I, engagement, Cody, on my uh, Go Wild account than I get on my Facebook page. My Facebook page has, yeah, no. has 95,000 followers or likes, whatever it is. 95,000. And I get more engagement on Go Wild than I do on Facebook. So I love Go Wild. Yeah, yeah I, I do too. And I think the guys that are paying attention – you know, like the guys that are going and not just scrolling by the picture of the deer or the fish or the this or that, the guys that are paying attention, I think a lot of them are over there. Um, it's a great platform. That's that's my plug for Go Wild. I think Brad and those guys are doing a great thing. Yeah. So um, we're doing a phenomenal job week after week after week of not hitting articles that we typically are supposed to be hitting in roundups. Uh, but uh, we haven't heard much uh, complaining from the audience yet, Cody. Uh, but it's a good thing we have cable on today because the news cycle is slow, slow, slow. Like it's dead. It's almost like a recycling of the Wolf ESA, you know, relisting. That's getting recycled everywhere. We've got obviously the Black Bear fight that's happening on Thursday. That happened last Thursday. And because we're recording this on a Wednesday, we do not have the results of the petition that the Humane Society is bringing against the California Department of Fish and Wildlife. Um, There's not much happening in the news cycle right now. Uh, We have two articles that we sent around. Both were very much like, dare I say, Professor Kroger-esque articles. Did you like that? You like that? I know you like that, Cody. Oh yeah, yeah, Professor Doctor Kroger. Professor is, uh, yeah, you know what? Feel free to call me prof- the the prof from now on, Cody. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Hold hold your breath on that one for me, would you? Boost his ego, Cody. Nah. Hey, hey, let's talk about the city council oh. in Ohio. I put that link in. 
That is that. Let, let, let's get a little lighthearted with things, wasn't it? Yeah, in Ohio, on. I'm going to try and get some audio going. Let's see if Alaska will. Uh, is there audio tied to this? It's 45 seconds. Here we go. Let me get this going. I'm going to start this again. Additionally, if you open this up to ice fishing, while on the surface it sounds good, then what happens next year? Does someone come back and say, I want an ice shanty on Hudson Springs Park for X amount of time? And if you then allow ice fishing with shanties, then that leads to another problem. Everyone? Prostitution. Now you got the Yes. Yes. Just data points to consider. So I'm not in favor of shanties. <laughs> there's like, and, there's, and it's not like the audience is like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven people in the audience to this guy. Oh my Listen, here's God. the thing. Here's the thing I have to say about this. This is exactly what popped into my head when I read that. I, I watch things like that. And this is just how my brain works. I don't even think it's a conscious thing. I'm trying to place a person's word. I honestly do it on here. Like when you're talking, Robbie, in my brain, I'm trying to think what's the next, like, how's he, where's he going with this? What's he going to say? There's, there's two movies in the world, in the history of movies. I'm a, I'm a minor movie buff. If you bring up grumpy old man, I'm going to, I'm going to flip my shit. It's a quality, it's a quality example, but usual suspects. If you haven't seen that, go watch it. When you watch that for the first time, there's no one in the history of the world that watched that movie and and saw the twist coming. Okay, no one. You're lying if you say you did. Same thing with Fight Club, right. in my opinion. No one knew in Fight Club what was going on there. And literally no one that has watched that city council meeting knew that prostitution was the next word coming out of that dude's mouth. No one but him. He was the only person in the world that that thinks that it was a it's like a city lake in Ohio that they're arguing over whether or not ice fishing should be allowed. And he's taken this two steps further to they can't have ice fishing because it will lead to a prostitution ring. And it may be the greatest piece of outdoor-related media ever produced right there. Side note, the city councilman has now resigned. He has resigned from the backlash. You know what it made me think of? Grumpy old men. Burgess, yeah, Meredith. I ate a pound of bacon a day, and I drank a six-pack of Schlitz. And I'm 95 years old. It ain't killed me yet. And this dude's drinking shitty beer, sitting around in a shanty with a space heater, hoping that they catch the big muskie. It isn't. Or. They're going there to get away from women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's nothing to do with them there. Yeah. <laughs> You don't you don't think in grumpy old men that there were they they cut out the scene where the pimps knocked on the door right. of the shanty to try oh, and hook them up? That's insane. I threw that in to get a little lighthearted conversation going. It's uh it 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 just needed to be talked about in my Love opinion. It, yeah. And my main point is no one in the world thought the next word out of that dude's mouth was including the guy next to him. If you watch the video, the guy next to him snaps his neck over and look at him like, what the uh, hilarious, absolutely hilarious. Uh, as a side note, Cody, have you been ice fishing before? I have, I have. I'm actually, uh, 
I've made now. Okay, so I have this terrible trait where if I'm going to make a purchase that's not a replacement purchase, okay? Meaning, I mean, if I okay, tear hold a hole on, in my time, work time, gloves, I just go get Those in the audience that are new to the roundup, when Cody starts like on a, on a rant like this, just hold on to your seats because things – it's like the prostitution Twitter. You have no idea where it's going to end right. up. <laughs> right. No, no. This isn't, this isn't quite like that. Kind of, I have this horrible trait. If I'm buying something new, I overthink the shit out of it. Like guns is the perfect example. I, when I buy a gun, it's not a replacement gun. I will look at a gun, stare at a gun – visit the store eight times and overthink the hell out of it. I'm and then in walk that out with a six five three more. Right no, no, I do not own I do not own a six five three more. I do. It's a phenomenal gun. I just yeah. it's a phenomenally accurate I do gun. too, but I yeah. like I like making fun of it. You're very much a six five creed more guy though, Robbie. That's two seventy. Two seventy. I'm in that process right now with an with a shanty, with a prefab uh cloth shanty that i'm about an hour in two different directions from great ice fishing lakes and i have done it before i don't know what i'm doing um but i'm contemplating getting into it i'm about 50 cabela's points short on my credit card of the shanty i want and that's my justification is if i if i come home with a shanty and i can tell avery it didn't really cost us anything because I use club points to get it. But the horns would... that come with it are not free. Right, yeah. Now I've got to keep my wife off of Twitter so she doesn't see that. Because she thinks that's why I want to go ice fishing. <laughs> oh, shit. Hey, Robbie, have you ever been I, ice fishing? I have never I've been I've never ice been ice fishing. Though, this South African ass does not enjoy the cold. So... The idea of sitting in a shack on ice or even on the... On, like, this frigid ice sheet with the wind howling and you've got this tiny little rod that and i've seen those little like circular things that say you can determine where the fish are i'm like i have no idea what that even means so hey my boys that i went with i went with some guys in michigan one time and about 30 minutes in we were in t-shirts shorts and flip-flops how is that possible oh the shanty, they got a stove in the shanty. How it's is hotter the ice shit. not melting? Like 75 degrees. I'm thinking the same thing. Like, we're falling through here. It's four no, but the, ice. It makes like a I mess. Like, if, if it's hot like that, it's just water everywhere and ice is melting everywhere. No, it's not. No, the shanty has a floor. The shanty has an elevated floor in it that you're on. No, you're, you're, no it's, you're comfortable in there and then... And then about an hour and a half in, you're just drunker in blue blazes. It's way more of a way more of a drinking thing than it is, or that trip was than a fishing thing. I've only done it one time without a shanty, and that's just that's not good. I'm out that's on that. really cold. But but you get the right shanty, and you get a little heater going in there, and you oh, got I can a cooler, and you got I can some do that. snacks. I can do that. Anyone out there? Any Blood Origins family members? Uh, Take a South African, and it sounds like a North Texan uh, ice fishing. Uh, we'll be up for it. So I mean, I'll try everything at least once. You went up, didn't you? Go up and um, freaking trap a lynx in and hunt yeah, wolves I, in I, I BC. A, yeah, that that 
people ask me, so I get, there's probably two questions that I get more than anything else. Number one, can you, can you find me a deer lease? That's the first one. <laughs> you got any leads on a deer lease? I'm like, uh, actually, I'm looking for a deer lease, deer lease for myself. So, yeah. No, I can't find you a deer lease. Look on Craigslist. Look on Facebook. That's the best advice I can give you. Uh, but the other thing is, what is the, the, your most favorite trip you've ever been on? And it's kind of a tie. Like the first time I went to Africa, I mean, that was. And you went to John X, right? First time you went to Africa was John X? Yeah, Eastern yeah, Cape, yeah. South Africa, and I've been subsequently five times with them. Going back this summer, uh, want to go every year. It's, it's in my blood. Love Africa. Are you going back to? Are you going back to John X this summer? Yes, I'm going back again. We're gonna do some different. When? Uh, July, uh, July 25th, I think. Yeah. I'll be there. there. I'll be there in September. Oh, with John X. Yeah, it'd be my second time with John. Ah, dude, that's awesome. Yeah, Carly's a, so Carly's who, a big who, fan of Blood Origins and a huge supporter of us. So do you hunt with Carl? Yeah, literally, Carl, the first time I went, Carl was actually my PH. Yeah. Which meant, you know, was, uh, you know, as the, as the owner, we checked some windmills and we herded a bunch of herded a bunch of water buck one time that were in the wrong place we moved them and i mean you know so we did a little bit of farm chore too but no absolutely zero complaints it was uh i'm going back yeah. so i mean I, I no so complaints. a little and carl I don't, if carl listens to this he'll forgive me but so carl's very professional the first time you hunt with him and then he kind of gets to know you and he feels you feels out your personality and the, the third safari i was on with him we were hunting a black spring buck and these things were running around this property like we could not get within 500 yards of them. We would, we and we were on foot. I mean, we were like spotting and stalking, using drainages and, and, and elevation to try to get close enough. Finally, somehow, I think the tracker like was in the truck and like pushed them towards us. And the damn things from a thousand yards away start running towards us. He's like, okay, he's, he's 400 yards away. You see the right, you see the one I'm talking about. Yeah, okay, okay. He stops broadside. I shoot and I miss. He, he threw his hat on the ground and goes, GD cable, you see, and you tease. Like, you fucking missed him. <laughs> so I was like, I guess we've uh, passed the professional threshold here. Now we're just friends. <laughs> was, it, was it Carly or was it Clayton who, like, told you you missed that? Was it the harder beast on the side of the mountain and then a tiptoe? No, that was, was it Carl. Carl? Yeah, and Carl. he said, you bloody yeah. missed. And then three seconds later, the heart of yours tips over. And he's like, oh. Yeah. He goes, well, he, he says, uh, well over him. You've shot well over him. And I was like, I feel, I feel good about it. He's like, oh, I'm sorry, mate. He's dead. He's dead. <laughs> well, but the, I think when the bullet, to his, in his defense, he's looking through his bite When the bullet impacted the heart of I think it split, it fragmented. And it shot one, like, way behind him. And he was like, I think... He was trying to be nice. He was like, that might be the worst shot I've ever seen, basically. Is what he was trying yeah, to I remember seeing that. So I remember video. watching, I watched terrible. that video, and it does look like you shot, like, way over his back. Yeah, and then there he just, he falls over dead. Uh, but, yeah, so I get I get the, uh, the, can you get me a deer lease? What's your favorite hunt? So South Africa's awesome. But that British Columbia trip, Robbie, insane. That's a once-in-a-lifetime trip. And I, I, I went on that trap line with those guys, and we caught three lakes. We caught uh, a wolf. I shot at a wolf and missed. 
um, out on the ice, like probably where you'd be going ice fishing, except we were hunting wolves on a snowmobile. Uh, we caught three or four coyotes, we caught fishers, martins. The thing that they were most excited about though was a wolverine because they don't catch a lot of those. And we got we got a wolverine on that mm. trip. So that trip, I learned so much about trapping in that way of life and fully immersed myself in it for a week. And they let me reset the snakes and set the leg holes. And when I came back to Texas, I had a 20-acre place I could trap on. Caught my first coyote in a leg hole. Dude, everything, it was just because of what mm. I wanted there. And then, of course, they were doing it in the snow. We're doing it in, uh, you know, dry dirt. But that that was uh, one of the coolest trips. And the only reason I went is because I wanted to get a wolf. Because I, much like you guys, I don't hate wolves. We don't hate wolves. We love wolves. Wolves are so cool. And it's preaching to the choir, but they've got to be managed just like any other species. And so I was like, I want to get a wolf because I want to be invested in this fight. Where can I get a wolf? Well, okay, I'm looking at outfits in Montana and Idaho, and they're like, 20% that you'll see a wolf in a week if you come with us. Not not kill it, but see it. I'm like, I don't know. I don't want to do If I'm spending time away from the family, where can I actually get a wolf? And they were like, 80% success rate of us catching or you shooting a wolf. And I was like, boom, I'm doing it. And that's, there's a lot of perks in this industry of, of getting to hunt for free or getting to hunt at a severely discounted rate. I paid full price for that, for that experience. And I would do it again in a heartbeat. And it wasn't mm-hmm. cheap, mm-hmm. Uh, but highly recommend that. Awesome. Awesome. Cool. Well, we're, we're big fans of obviously John X again. Um, and anybody who's interested in going to Africa, uh, please, please check out John X. Just type it in John, literally the name, and then X Safaris. You can check them out. Five-star operation, great hunting, great introduction to a African experience. I have yet to be there. We did fund a project with John X, a soccer field that you've actually put foot on, right, Cable? Oh my gosh, dude. So cool. That is so I've gone on mission trips to Brazil and, and kind of experienced the same thing on a different continent in the middle of the Amazon rainforest. To do it in Africa and take the Cape Buffalo that I shot and donate it the meat to that school and play on a soccer field that that hunters funded through their own generosity, it, 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 it's validation. Why are we doing what we're doing? Okay, well, well here's a glimpse as to this is the right thing to do. And especially in a third world country, when you see them reap the benefits of what hunting brings back into their local economy, and just the smile, the, the biggest thing was the smile on the kids' face, mm-hmm. dude. Like, Carl, t- Carl explained it best. He said, the kids didn't want to come to school. We put in a soccer field. We put in basketball goals. We put in water so they didn't have to go to the river to get their water anymore. Like, the teachers can't keep the kids out of school. Now they want to come mm-hmm. every day. It's awesome. It's wonderful. Yeah, it was, it was cool as heck. And I, the thing about John X to me is, I can I I can tell you and assure you, I think there's a lot of people because it was me before I went to Africa that have misconceptions and uh, fears. I I don't mean like you're scared. I mean like this is going to get all screwed up, right? Like it's going to be a catastrophe. And uh, I know there there's there's many other operations that we're now familiar with, but guaranteed, 
you reach out to John X and all those fear, Carl just takes care of everything, right? You know, and not, it's not, it's not as damn expensive as you think it's going to be. It's, it's a chunk. There's, there's no doubt. And you got to get over there and that's a chunk of money too. But nothing, all of these things that I'd said in my brain for 42 years to not go to Africa were all wrong. None of them were true about my experience with John X. Like how many horrible taxidermy stories have you had? Have, have you heard, right? Like that's when you, when you say to someone, oh, Africa's not that expensive. They're like, yeah, but they'll, you know, I'm the taxidermy. And they just don't, right? They're just like splitting image that that I went through is just like good people who take pride in their work and run a great business and made everything super easy. And honestly, it was more affordable than the taxidermist I use here in the United States. Don't take that wrong, buddy. Doug's a but, good dude, for sure. Yeah, no, I mean, just good people, right? And it almost makes you feel like uh, you get over there. And honestly, I was like a little bit embarrassed. Like I was this dumbass American that thought that everyone over there was going to I don't know, like try to steal my wallet or kill me. How stupid was that? Just I never had phenomenal. that thought, Cody, but when you went there, did you think and, and I had this really faulty premonition of what Africa was gonna be like, like driving around and jumping out of the truck and shooting stuff on flat ground, like in the Sahara or the plains. Being on the eastern Cape, see, there's so much elevation change and different types of topography and different entire regions of vegetation that's completely different i was amazed yeah, by on, that just on john x you've got west texas kansas and the foothills of the rockies just yeah. on that ranch it's so crazy you know and uh no we we hunted i mean there was a we did a gimsbuck hunt that i'd stack against just about any public land elk hunt in the united states i mean you know, it wasn't days of hiking in, but the terrain was just as nasty and we worked just, I mean, yeah, every, every misconception that I had, which I didn't really think a lot about it. I was just like, ah, that's not something I want to do. And I was dead ass wrong. Yeah. The, the, the most, the Hemingway has a quote that I can't do verbatim, but it's something about, you know, as soon as you land in Africa, your first thought is when can I come back to Africa? Mm -hmm. And that was, that was, uh exactly how it was for me we got we drove into the ranch and there's freaking giraffes standing in the road and i'm like holy shit giraffes are real in the wild and <laughs> that's brilliant and and then you know it it uh anyway enough about that not on the list back no, to the we're list. way past the list at this stage we are hitting about in one hour right now so uh we have two more articles and as they said professor kroger type articles they'll put people to sleep so i'm glad we had some entertaining conversations with with cable and and cody got on a couple of soapboxes today without much whiskey impressive cody i like it here's a here's another shout out to this is someone that's not a sponsor of the podcast i found a no, new you favorite you can't you can't go away yes. from your black okay. your blackberry dog whiskey come on Oh, bird, I'm a, bird dog. Bird, I'm a bird, bird dog. Black so I'm interested to hear where we're going. Bird dog blackberry. You, you're not. This you're is, not cheating on bird dog blackberry, are you? I am. I am with a Colorado distillery called uh, Peach Street Distillery in Palisade, Colorado. This is agave. Oh, especial. that's right. You're, in, you're sipping tequila now. 
Oh, sorry, agave. They agave. It's sipping agave. Right. It's not out of Sonora, Mexico, so we can't call it tequila, but that's kind of what it is, folks. <laughs> but if you have a chance, if, if you have a chance, and I mean, it is the ultimate sipping tequila that I've ever, it's kind of sweet. I like sweet things. Um, anyway, Peach Street Distillery, check them out. Great bunch of people up there. And uh, if you guys ever end up listening to one is of these. Is he passing I like out right now? Did you see what he was doing there, Robbie? I thought no, he was going to fall asleep. Just had an, I think I maybe he might have one mm-hmm. of those teats, whatever it is. Well, Cable, we appreciate you, my friend. Um, very much appreciate you coming on, and uh, we hope you get your account back, my man. Um, and if we can, hey, if I don't, it's no big deal. It isn't the end of the world. So, but I appreciate that, and uh, I want to say I, I appreciate everything you guys do. To me, it's it's criminal that you guys don't have more of a following than you do. And it's not that you don't have a good imprint, but everybody should be following Blood Origins. Because y'all are doing the Lord's work when it comes to telling the conservation story in in a perspective I think that even that, that non-hunters can relate to. And I think that's so important as we try to bridge that gap of because we we all know like the non-hunters are always going to be the anti-hunters are always going to be anti-hunters. There's no conversation to be had, mm-hmm. there, right? But it's the non-hunters, the people that are like curious, like, well, you know, I, I don't hunt myself, but uh, but I saw this blood origins thing and kind of made me think, hey, these hunters are really, they're not these bloodthirsty rednecks that we, we've all made them out to be. So thank you guys for everything that you do because it's, uh, it's your work is, is, it doesn't get appreciated enough, and that's a shame. Well, we appreciate that. We, Cody and I were talking about that the other day, and, um, you know, we, we consider ourselves, uh, you know, we're very persistent in what we do, and we just inch up the mountainside. That's all we do. We're just sneaky. We're just, you know, if you mm. look back on us, when you first started watching us and started engaging with us, we had like 8,000 followers, 9,000 followers. We're at 54 now. Uh, should we be at 154? Sure. But, you know, we're just inching, inching. We'll get there. We'll get there. Well, I think we've been, a, I think we've been a, a, a part, a contributing factor to this new kind of coalition yeah. unity thing that I'm seeing happen too. That's the thing that if, I mean, it, it's, it's qualitative and not quantitative. We can't ever like make a, a bar chart that shows or a bar graph that shows it. But I think we've been a part of this. Let, let's get together. Even with all of our differences, when some dipshit thinks they're going to outlaw all cat hunting in Colorado, including lynxes, which are already completely illegal to hunt. Um, can we all band together? And the, the list of logos that was on, and it, it's not just us. I, I'm not taking that kind of credit, but I think we've been a part of that of, you know, w- w- we can put this aside and we can still have our fun and we can still have heated arguments, right? About things, we can still do that. But when it comes time to it, that, that's the forces that be are straight out attacking us. Um, We've proven, right, that Robbie put out on our Instagram a really cool graphic with these green check marks of um, five in a row now in the last, like, four weeks 
of legislative things that not that blood origins defeated, but that we were a part of the unification of people who are not the same people, right? Like the, the, the hardcore way over here, politically guys versus the hardcore over here, politically guys, but we're all hunters and they, and they came together to kick this thing right in the ass and, it's a damn cool thing when sponsors of bills start dropping off the bills. That's that means we did something right there. Absolutely. Absolutely. You guys keep on rocking, man. I'm a huge fan. Yellow man cable. Um, Cody, no admin today. Or should we do a little bit of admin? I know Daryl said you do it at the end. Then everybody can go go buy yeah. some t-shirts, go sign up for Amazon.com, smile.amazon.com, give us a couple of cents. Uh, we've got some cool t-shirts. If anybody's from the UK right now, we've got some limited edition country, United Kingdom bullet t-shirts. What else, Cody? Share the message. Hell yeah. Like, I'm, 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 I'm on this kick where if, if you see something that, that we post that resonates with you, that makes you proud to be a hunter, um, like – Send it out to your non-hunting friends. That's that's the real goal of this whole damn thing. Is send it out. If if you're a if 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 you're a woman hunter in your household and your husband doesn't hunt, make them share it on their Facebook or Instagram. Get it out of the echo chamber um, because that's our goal. We, we this whole entire project of Blood Origins is to communicate a message to the non-hunting public. Um, and we need your help sharing it. If, if you can't do anything with your with your debit card or credit card for us, just share the message and get people get it outside of the choir of hunters because um, that's what we need to be need to be doing. One hundred percent. Thanks, Cable. Yes. Thank you, guys. Well, that's it for today. I appreciate you listening. As always, leave a review, share it with your friends, and most importantly. Do what's right to convey the truth around hunting.